Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. I'm Alan Pockotter, and you're listening to Call Talk for May 22nd, 2019. Today's topic is contact center associations, leveraging information and networking. If you're listening live, we invite you to be part of the show and ask questions. Here's how you do it. Email me at calltalk at benchmarkportal.com. I want to remind everyone that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to any time of the day at benchmarkportal.com. And now I would like to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Thank you, Alan, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. Well, you know, I get to meet a lot of contact center managers, both at conferences and right in their own centers. And one of the things that always strikes me is what I call the loneliness factor among contact center managers. Uh, They're not necessarily lonely as people, but lonely as managers. Uh, They really uh, don't have enough opportunities to interact, share, and learn with other managers. And being in the contact center sector, they love communication. So managers in our sector tend to love to compare notes. Uh, They love to have their uh, frustrations validated, and they love to also share best practices with others in their industry. And one of the best avenues for doing that is, in fact, industry associations. They can make a huge difference in performance and professional satisfaction for contact center managers the people who listen to this program. And also these associations can just be a lot of fun. Uh, But, you know, many people don't really know how to approach associations, what they can really get from them, or how they can justify the cost to their management. And that's why uh, we wanted to bring on an expert on this topic, Stuart Discount, who is CEO of the largest nonprofit industry association, PACE. So welcome to the show, Stuart. Thanks, Bruce, for having me. I, I really appreciate this. Um, I started as a contact center manager a long time ago, so I definitely understand what managers do go through and, and really how much information they would like to get from a trade association. Yeah, no, that's why it's great to have you on, Stuart, because you've sort of seen it from both sides, and that's uh, really important, I think, for our listeners to, to understand and hear about and as our listeners know, uh, Call Talk is strictly non-commercial, so no sales pitches are allowed, and uh, Call Talk has always been since 2009, in fact, when we started it up, uh, Benchmark Portal's way of giving back to the call center community by providing great content uh, and really only great content. However, we were preparing for this episode, and Stuart suggested that it would be nice to both discuss the advantages of associational networking in general terms and for him to provide an opportunity to try it out. So this is a heads up to our listeners. Our discussion is going to be about associations in general and not specific to PACE. However, since PACE is a nonprofit community of people, we are going to let Stuart make you a try-it-out offer at the end of the conversation in case that could be of interest and of service to you. So with that heads up to our listeners, let's dive into ways that managers can leverage associations. Um, so, Stuart, let's start by 
giving us some context for discussing contact center associations and their role. Uh, well, Bruce, contact center associations uh, have really been around for a few decades, and over the years they've had their ups and downs, um, a lot depending on how the economy has grown or declined. Uh, many of the associations are national, local, regional, or international. Um, obviously, international over the past 10 years, probably the last decade, a lot of them have grown, uh, sprout up in uh, different countries and different regions. Um, many of the associations are nonprofits, and they consist of members who pay dues and receive benefits over the year. Um, over the last decade, uh, for-profit enterprises have entered the uh, a market as being just really trade shows and you know, charging people pay as you go um, for programs um, and uh, attendance at trade shows. And I believe there's a huge distinction between nonprofit associations that provide benefits on a, to their members year-round versus trade shows that really are just there um, only only for the show at that time. Um, not that they're bad. In fact, I think you and I, Bruce, met each other at a trade show. I believe. Yep. Uh, a couple of years yep. ago. Uh, and I can only speak to the value of a contact center trade association as, as we're my, of a national contact center trade association, because that's where my experience has been for the past 40 years. Um, I hate to say that I've been in this industry for 40 years, but I have. <laughs> um, it's tough when you're only 29 years old, right? How do you I know? It? I, I, I know it is tough, um, but I'm going to tell you <laughs> for the managers on the phone, this is just a phenomenal industry. Um, you know, having communication between an agent and a uh, consumer, you know you're, whether you're successful at that time. It's like you're judged by each individual call, and I just always like the fact that I don't want to wait to see if I was good. I want to know it then. Um, so mm -hmm. it's, it's just a great industry. Um, and then each of these trade associations, they have their own mission. Um, they have their own specific member profile and a, and a due structure. Um, how they deliver their value is different. Um, you know, most associations have meetings and conferences that focus on topics that are reflective of their membership base. Um, some example would be that local associations are focused more on mid-level operation individuals, where a national association is more inclusive of different individuals within a company that are probably spread over, um, you know, different teams within the company. So that, 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 no, that, that's, that's, really good. that's the basis. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that's really good uh, context for us. Uh, can you tell us how associations can be important to contact center managers, the kind of people who listen to our show? And we have, you know, uh, managers and supervisors. We have uh, people who are VPs, SVPs, uh, some who are CEOs, uh, director, you know, most levels. But uh, are these just social clubs, or do they really have an impact on the success of the center and of the members, the uh, human members? Yeah, I mean, if a trade associate wants to be successful, they have to be more than a social club. Um, with social media today, uh, you know, there's so much interaction that goes on outside of, uh, you know, in between peers that um, uh, the, the trade associate has to be really provide value, and the value really should be dispersed. Uh, within a company, um, and a significant beneficiary should be the managers of contact centers. Um, contact center associations should be providing information that specifically addresses management of contact centers, uh, information on best practices, solutions to common issues, and discussions with peers 
is a significant reason why a company chooses which association they decide to join. Uh, successful trade associations have to recognize that contacts and managers and sports staff crave information, as you know you had said before, that will advance mm. their careers and also at the same time increases their performance, which then helps the company. Um, mm-hmm. So courses and certifications that are offered, such as Benchmark Portal's curriculum, and how they are included in a membership due structure is, is a great way to distinguish themselves against other associations. Um, it's not the only reason to belong to a contact center trade association, but it is a priority. Right. You know, uh, sir, I love that idea of uh, the dispersal, dispersal of uh, benefit throughout the organization. And uh, we, and, you know, when we talk about some of the things we do at Benchmark Court, we talk about a radio organization. And uh, when you said that, I sort of had the same feeling that the benefits, the uh, things that the association offers, shouldn't just be sort of the purview of one person who is the designated hitter for that or that uh, company, uh, but rather that person should really uh, do, make sure that the value that an association can bring is brought into the company and dispersed uh, among all the people there. I think that's just a great point. Um, and, and sir, what are some of the other benefits of membership in a contact center association? Yeah. Well, to follow up on what you had just said, so, um, you know, it's hard for associations to have too many constituents within a company. However, the more successful to me an association will be is how many people they actually can bring in. Um, as you know, when you're trying to renew memberships, for example, um, you know, if you have one contact within a company that's benefiting or not benefiting from that association, you know, your membership renewal depends upon that. But if you're providing value to the operations team, to the compliance teams, to the, you know, the executives, to the CEO, then the ROI gets gets spread across everybody. So one person might feel that, you know, this I didn't get any value out of my trade association, but someone else did. So the more apt to stay active within the association. So, um, you know, companies join trade associations for many reasons. So they train for networking, training and education certifications, uh, influence to have a voice in regulations that affect their industry where they're not able to do that on their own, so they need a trade association to be their voice. Um, And sometimes hide behind that trade association because they might be within a discussion that maybe is not consumer popular, but that's definitely um, important for the industry and for the companies that belong to to that association. Uh, It's a great way to exchange ideas. Done through many ways, through you know conference calls, webinars like this, um, like, like you're doing radio shows, and there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, it's exchange of ideas, best practices, and you can develop uh, you know professional relationships. At, you know wherever you are in the ladder in your company, um, there's a peers or and there's peers all over. Um, this is a rather large industry. Um, and people mm-hmm. don't realize how many people are within this industry that might not think they're in the industry, but they really are. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's yeah, no, the that we get that all the time. You know, people will say, "Well, we're not really a call center." And we look at it. Yeah, no, that is a call center. And even the official statistics indicate that over three percent of the working working population in North America. So you're talking about U.S. and Canada. Uh, over 3% of the working population work in call centers. So it is a huge industry. There's just a great need for best practices and the kind of networking that you're talking about. 
And by the way, uh, we looked at stats a number of years ago for the UK and some other countries, and uh, UK was at three percent too at that point. So uh, it's it's a an industry that has a huge impact on companies, on uh, individuals, on customers, on everybody. So um, you know, having the opportunity to do the kind of outreach that you're talking about is is very important. Yeah, and one of the actual, you know, one of the benefits of some trade associations, where I think that this goes more to the higher level, the CEOs and the executives, is that, you know, the contact center industry is highly regulated um, and unfortunately a target for more regulation. Um, So companies that want to make sure that people have their backs or someone has their back when it comes to some of these regulations, uh, trade associations are those influencers. And so the more members of an association, the more influence that they will have. Uh, and in this industry today, I mean, besides all the other um, regulations that are out there that are, you know, that are really meant to protect the consumer, and they should be, there's still a, a, a whole bunch of regulation on the doorstep with data privacy right now that industry mm-hmm. needs to have a voice in that um, because, you know, the, the agents within a, co- a, a contact center or a call center are going to be um, – the ones who are the first line of defense or offense, however you you want to call it, when consumers are wanting their data reviewed, changed, deleted, uh, and at the current pace, there could be 50 of those state laws. So trade associations are important by not only advocating so that there's something reasonable, but there's also trade associations should be providing information to companies to be able to meet the regulation necessary. So that's, an, that's another yeah, think, important point um, that trade associations yeah. do uh, uh, provide. I, I think that's, that's a key thing because uh, one of the problems is as the world becomes more uh, bureaucratized and there's more regulation and all that sort of thing, staying on the right side of all the regulations and the law becomes more and more difficult. And in fact, uh, in some cases, impossible. And so if, uh, as a call center manager or as, even as a CEO of a company, director level, et cetera, you, you can't possibly keep up with all that stuff on your own. So having an association that is doing that as uh, their you know, reason for being and then is communicating to you what the changes are, the choices are, all of that sort of thing, so that you can stay in compliance, I think is uh, extremely important uh, value that comes out of uh, associations. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be, talk too much about PACE in, in general, but my our association, for example, every the beginning, the first couple of days of each month, our members get a, an alert that says, okay, these are the do not call holidays, for example, which means you mm-hmm. can't reach out to consumers on these days. So right. the compliance people or the management of the centers really don't have to go look for that information. We're providing it to them. And whether it's, right. I'm sure they have their own processes, but this is a reminder that says, oh, you know, I got to take right. care of this. So, you know, this association can be very um, influential within their member companies of making sure they're doing things right and providing them the correct right. information. And one of the things that I found too is that uh, people, um, you know, who are basically inbound customer service uh, don't realize that in some cases, no, they will be perceived as outbound when they're making, you know, outbound calls for re- responses or 
for things that, uh, you know, have come up that have to do with their customers. And they have to be aware of those things anyway. Of course, you know, we all know, I think about 85% of the industry is really inbound, uh, 15% outbound. But it's, it's important, you know, for everyone to know what's going on in the industry because ultimately, you know, you're in the customer contact business and these regulations can, can affect you. So, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, it, at, the industry has changed immensely over the years. I mean, you know, the call center industry was always, you know, the, the outbound telemarketing, you know, and then as, and as that industry really, as that sector has really declined over the years for many, many reasons, uh, inbound uh, is really, inbound customer service or even sales is increasing. Uh, with people going, mm-hmm. with buying a lot of stuff through the Internet, you know, online, that's creating a lot of calls. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and, and it's not just even the call. I mean, it's a contact center. So you, you could be dealing with email, you can deal with chat, you can be dealing with SMS. So people think that, you know, because the voice is maybe declining a little bit, especially in the outbound space, it's really not overall. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> regulators and legislators look for areas where they think that the industry is not doing what they should do. So that's why some mm-hmm. of these regulations, and again, data privacy is the one, that, to me, that's going to affect inbound customer service um, care centers the most because they're going to have to be, uh, they're going to have to know what the rules are in each state. Right, right. Well, the other thing that I've seen, too, in my own eyes is that the reputable association is one that's taken seriously by the regulators because, Without them, the regulators are really operating in a total wild west in terms of who the counterparty is, right? Uh, the oh, yeah. association is, the, uh, is actually very valued by the contact center manager and contact center-based uh, organization, as well as by the government side, because there's somebody to talk to who is intelligent, who has the information, who makes it their business to say, I'm going to be a good guy, and I'm going to be on the right side of the regulations. Well, let's just talk about what that means and whether the regulations are reasonable. And uh, I think that's a, a, a crucial conversation to have. Oh, no, no question. Again, that's why you know, I had my own uh, contact center company for almost 25 years, um, and the growth of my company and how I got involved was really um, through a trade association. And I, you know, it was important to me that how I ran my business or the things that were important to running my business, you know, regulators knew about or legislators knew about. And you can't do that um, on a one-to-one basis. You know, a company doesn't have the clout unless you're maybe um, Amazon, but, you know, they don't even have that kind of clout. Um, Mm -hmm. but, But an industry trade association that has an ample number of members, then they have a, a lot of employees. And legislators really look to see, okay, these these employees are voters, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, yeah. and they're also consumers as well. So you know, yeah. you know, they have to balance that. But you know, um, I find that because I do a lot of, uh, I visit regulators and legislators in Washington uh, fairly often, and um, they do value the uh, the other side's point of view. Doesn't mean they right. necessarily agree with you. But I'll tell you, without yeah. the without the conversation, with no voice, I mean, you, you forget about it. 
Right, um, right. No, exactly. No, and, and you know what you just mentioned is is a good point. I don't think there's a congressional district in the United States or a provincial uh, riding in, in Canada that doesn't have a contact center in it, and therefore a uh, source of employment for you know from from our industry. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, you know interest and clout, as you say. So actually, this yeah. would be a great time. Uh, to, we'll give our listeners a bit of time to send in questions. And uh, what we'll do is we'll give that time over to you, Stuart, to describe the uh, the offer that you're kindly uh, giving to our listeners. So why don't I turn it over to you for that? Okay. So, you know, so PACE is the largest nonprofit contact center trade association. Uh, and since, um, you know, Call Talk is non-commercial. I really, really uh, appreciate Bruce being able to allow me to do this. Um, so I encourage um, your listeners to go to the PACE website, which is www.paceassociation.org. And on the website, you can see all of our, uh, our what we offer in terms of our programs versus our advocacy, our education. We have a partnership with Benchmark Portal as well. Um, and so what we're doing is we're offering through July 15th a 20% discount to um, Call Talk um, listeners. And to do that, you need to go to the website at www.paceassociation.org. And that, that will take you and look go to Join Us. And when you do that, you can look at the different levels of membership and let's see what you know, what benefits. You can always call me, actually, if you want to have a conversation about this. And then use the promo code, and this is case sensitive, capital B, capital M, capital P, small case, join 20. And that will give you your 20% discount through July 15th. Okay, and that's July 15th, uh, 2019, for those who may be listening to this in 2020 or 21. <laughs> okay. But, uh, that's great. In any event, you can get in touch with Stuart and uh, talk to him about this. But, uh, you know, uh, thank you very much for that uh, opportunity that you're giving to our listeners. Uh, we do appreciate that. Uh, we do appreciate that, Stuart. Okay. So, very good. I think uh, at this point we can uh, go over to questions. Uh, and so, Alan, why don't I give it to you and uh, see what, what questions we have for Stuart. Yeah, we have a couple here. Uh, we have the first one from Chris, and they say, how do you know if industry trade associations fits your company needs? Um, so w- the first thing I think you have to do is you have to, des- you have to decide what you're looking for out of, a, out of a trade association. And sometimes, sometimes it's actually individual. So if you're a business development, you know, person looking to create business, you're going to look at an association that gives you a lot of networking opportunities. If you're a contact center member, uh, if you're a contact center manager, you're looking for something different. So I think the company itself has to decide, you know, what, what they're looking for. Um, and then I would just Google them, check them out. Um, you know, always ask for references. Um, and the talk to the executives of the associations you're considering, um, and you know they'll give you the information uh, of what they're actually doing. Um, th- there's not a whole lot of them that are out there, um, and some are, you know, national, such as Paces, where we we try to be more encompassing than, to say, some of the local ones that have are really run by volunteers. 
Um, so they're limited in what they can do. Um, but do your research. Yeah. Well, that's great. And actually, one of the things, too, to keep in mind is that uh, people who are in these associations, uh, run them, are uh, people with an affinity for or an origin in the contact center industry. And we're very communicative people, aren't we, Stuart? We like, we like to talk and we like to communicate and connect. So uh, the fact that you, as CEO of PACE, uh, say, give me a call and talk to me, that's uh, significant. All right, we have another question here from Doug, and this one is, how does a company get the most out of an association membership? I, I've always used the adage that you get the most out of what you put into something. So to me, that's true of a membership to a contact center association. Um, the first thing you need to do is you need to take advantage of what benefits you receive as part of your membership. A lot of companies join. Um, they they don't take advantage of what really is being provided to them. We have that problem at Pace where we offer a ton of benefits and, uh, you know, some of our members just don't take advantage of it. They're not getting the value. Um, so maybe they're joining for different reasons, just maybe for the advocacy that we provide. Um, but the association provides value to many, to many in your company, then the value is increased and the benefits really should be used. Uh, many associations are using volunteers that help on committees as ambassadors, uh, and I urge people to take part in, in the volunteerism because that strengthens your brand with other members. Um, I know from my business when I was very active in a trade association, I, I got business because people saw that I was active, that I cared about the industry itself, uh, and that, you know, that's someone I want to do business with. So there's also some good networking opportunities as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's better to be part of something and, and put something into it because I think you'll get get more out of it. Okay. I, okay. I, I agree with everything yeah. that was said there. Do, that was said there. Do we have some more Alan? questions, uh, Alan? Yeah, we have a couple more. We have one from Will, and this one is, we have a center in the U.S. and one offshore. Can managers in both get info and participate in the association? Uh, if you're talking specifically about PACE, yes. Um, the, the beauty of our memberships are that up to 1,000 of your employees can actually partake in the association getting all member content. So when we do a webinar, um, if you're out of the country, you're in the country, you can you can either – dial in or you can um, all of our webinars uh, are available on the website um, a couple days after um, all of our training all of our other stuff is really not germane to where the center is I mean call center managers are you know should be using the same practices and the same uh, effort no matter where they're located especially if they're contacting US consumers I mean, we're more focused on the U.S. consumer, um, but, we, but the best practices really need to be put into place no matter where the call center is. So um, absolutely, um, you know, this is good for both domestic and nearshore and offshore centers. Okay. And then we, yeah, have one more. we have one more from Shauna, 
and this is the last one we have and it i know i would get a lot from a from membership but need talk need talk on how to get approved my box any suggestion um well, a couple things. Uh, one is, you know, we, we provide, for example, our association, and I'm sure other associations are like this, we provide um, benefits um, on our website, and we really detail what they are. And um, so that's one way. One Another way is really, I, as an executive, as a CEO, I'm always talking to companies. Um, and so while you, at my, as a contact center manager, might have a reason why you want to belong to an association, uh, maybe rather than being just the spokesman or or trying to do it is say you know what let let me help you talk to the CEO um, and I'm you know I know as a CEO I'm always willing to do that I'm sure other trade associations are probably the same thing um, you know we again we provide a ton of uh, a ton of material to help you make that case um, and you know if you're not overpriced I mean we believe we're very very reasonable so. Um, but always willing to give help to try to convince um, someone above you that this is uh, something that's worthwhile. Okay, well that's great. And uh, Stuart, we're at the end of our uh, our time period here, so we're going to have to wrap things we're up. Have but to this wrap has been great information, been... both for listeners who are not currently part of an association and who might now think of joining, and for listeners who are already members of an organization, but perhaps aren't getting the benefits uh, from that membership that they should. And you did a great job in terms of indicating what they should be getting in terms of benefits. So uh, thank you very much. Do you have any last words before we uh, bring th- put things over to Alan to wrap things up? I just want to thank you for allowing me to participate. And um, uh, it's a great honor to be on the show. I appreciate it. Well, it's an honor to have you, and thank you very much. And with that, we'll hand things over to Alan for the wrap-up. Thank you. Thanks again to Stuart and to Bruce for your insightful discussion on today's show. And for the listeners who did not have their pen in hand when the webpage was mentioned, here it is again. It's www.paceassociation.org. Then you'll click on Join and use the promo code capital BMP join and then I, I can listen. you'll have to list back on that one <laughs> be sure to join us next month for another great show and look at our huge selection of archive shows and topics I'm Alan Potter from Benchmark Portal keep those headsets steady and your fingers ready have a great day